0: Colgate University, in conjunction with Daniel Ludwinski's public economics class, we are your hosts Armando Livieri, Jack Bick, and Austin Hatch. Today we are going to be talking about Veterans Affairs Healthcare Reform. What is the current state of VA Healthcare? What are the problems and what are the possible reforms? Where does each party stand in this debate and why? We're going to focus on the idea of privatization and the costs and benefits of that reform. We have spoken with several experts, Kevin Varga, a former United States Marine medic and recent graduate of Colgate University. We also got the expert opinion of U.S. Congressman Phil Rowe, who is a Republican representative of Tennessee and the current chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. We all know that improving the health of our population has positive externalities. So why hasn't our government done its job to improve the health conditions of veterans? A healthier population is better for all of us. So why has the health of the veterans community been left unfixed? We'll dive into that and more in this episode, so stick with us.
1: I've been working on to establish a permanent, improved Department of Veterans Affairs care in the community program. We need to make sure you're getting the veterans' health care you've been
2: promised. It's a new program, and it's being worked on, and I have heard that it is uh, improving.
1: My bill would ensure that veterans aren't left out to dry so let's get started
3: let's be honest the current state of the VA healthcare system is not pretty and this has led to a lot of debate in Washington back in 2014 CNN reported that at least 40 U.S. Air Force vets died while waiting for treatment at VHA facilities they had waited months sometimes years due to overwhelming backlog Despite attempts to conceal these issues, the problems with the VHA got out to the public because of this news coverage, as well as a 2014 report by the Inspector General that found evidence of the government hiding quote-unquote systemic, lengthy, and worsening wait times for VHA medical centers. The report also found that as many as 238,000 veterans had died before receiving care. The problems that exist in the Department of Veterans Affairs extend back decades, and there are many things to blame. First on our list, the bureaucracy of the VHA. Put it bluntly, as Sherman Gillums, an associate director with Paralyzed Veterans of America, said, We attribute a lot of the early trouble to an institutional laziness or institutional inefficiency that has been made a part of the culture at the VA.
4: When talking with Kevin Barga, next an Marine and VA healthcare user, he pointed to a few of these
2: issues. When asked about his first hand experiences with the VA healthcare system, he said, uh, Through the VA, it's sometimes hard to get a hold of somebody or get care so it's harder ease of access Uh, there's usually less availability than private um, care and also when you're dealing with the administrative aspects of getting reimbursed for different appointments or uh, getting travel claims and things like that uh, it's much harder when you're dealing with the VA than when you're dealing with uh, private care from what I've seen.
4: He also mentioned that the closest VA hospital to him in Colorado is
2: 30 miles or a uh, 45-minute
4: drive. When asked about his experiences with both VA healthcare and private healthcare he responded
2: the main differences that I see are the ease of access of care the availability of care and the sort of centralized way of uh, dealing with uh, insurance claims and uh, all the administrative work of health care. Hinting at
4: the shortcomings of VA
2: healthcare. Varga also shared that I have heard uh, many stories from friends and uh, other former Marines that it is often a bureaucratic administrative nightmare but I've heard of friends who've called and there have been uh, no appointments available or they told, they've been told to wait and call back later or have uh, not been able to get much help at all.
0: This brings us to the second person on our list, President Obama, who valiantly yet unsuccessfully attempted to solve the problems of the VHA. Obama promised too much and was unable to deliver. He wanted to end the backlog of claims, but in an effort to do so, made moves that ended up resulting in a flood of new claims. What he did on its own is not all that bad, but looking at it through the lens of solving the pre-existing issues of the VHA healthcare system, it was problematic.
1: So all told, we made VA healthcare available to more than 2 million veterans who didn't have it before.
0: Obama made it easier for vets to get compensation for PTSD or from some exposure to wartime things that lead to disorders. This resulted in worsening the already terrible backlog of claims. More claims means longer wait times. From 2009 to 2012, claims doubled and backlogged claims, which are claimants who have had to wait over four months for care, increased from 150000 to almost 600000 Even though funding increased by 54% from 2009 to 2014, that increase did not pay immediate benefits as it takes time to train new VA claims workers. The backlog issues have not been easy to solve despite the incredible resources devoted to them. Nearly 90% of VA workers work for the VHA, yet the problems still persist.
4: The third party we want to blame is Congress. Their mistakes? Failing to write sufficient legislation to reform the BHA. This hasn't happened yet, and the problem just keeps worsening. As Linda Blimes, a senior lecturer in public policy at Harvard Kennedy School of Government, said to The Atlantic reporter, Congress hasn't been willing to really contemplate anything other than throwing money at this problem.
1: Congress needs to come together and agree on a a responsible plan that reduces our deficits and keeps our promises to our veterans, and keeps our promises to future generations. That's what I'm fighting for. That's what you deserve.
4: The immediate response by Congress back in 2014 was the Choice Program, signed into law as the Veterans Access to Care Through Choice, Accountability, and Transparency Act. The bill cost the government a whopping $2 billion, but what does it do? The bill allows veterans that live 40-plus miles from a VHI healthcare facility or have had to wait 30-plus days to be seen to use the VA benefits at private doctors. This act was intended to be a temporary solution while government solved the problem. When asked about this pricey new legislation, Varga offered
2: his own opinion, saying that I believe the choice program is great um, in the sense that a lot of veterans need it. Uh, if, there, if It just makes sense if you can't get an appointment or if you live far away that you should be able to go see a, uh, a private, private care uh, medical provider. But where are we today? The Choice Program still exists
4: and while Congressional Republicans want to extend the program, Democrats fear the impending privatization of the VHA and potentially the whole VA. Democrats and other groups like the American Legion oppose the expansion because they believe the move will take resources from the rest of the VA and core health system. The CHOICE program was set to expire in the summer of 2017, but Congress and Trump passed legislation to extend it until funding runs out. It is set to run out soon, but conservative lawmakers are seeking to pass new legislation to extend it, and in doing so, aim to write legislation to expand veterans' choice of private care. We wanted to hear it from a veteran's mouth, so we asked Kevin whether he would like to see the CHOICE program extended, to which
2: he responded, I think that the choice program should be extended. I think it should be a permanent thing and definitely available for those veterans that specifically need it." Although Democrats share the
3: belief that veterans need private care in some cases, they don't agree to the extent the Republicans want to allow. Democrats fear the dismantling of the VA, despite Republicans' insistence that they want to maintain a robust VA. This Democratic fear has good reason. During his campaign, President Trump touted the idea of giving every veteran a card that they could use for treatment outside the VA system. Since then, like many of his campaign promises, this policy hasn't gained any ground in Washington. David Shulkin from U.S. Secretary of Veterans Affairs told reporters that the government has backed off of this idea. Vargas seemed to agree with Shulkin, saying that,
2: I also do not think that every veteran should have a card to uh, use at uh, private practices. Uh, at any time. Um, this would be uh, negative to the VA healthcare system as a whole which I think uh, is showing improvement and uh, is trying to be better and help veterans in uh, ways that uh, private practices just uh, wouldn't understand as much as uh, an organization that is uh, devoted to veterans would. They are a good place, a good community for veterans to come together Um, A place where doctors, nurses, all of the different providers have experience with veterans, have experience with issues like PTSD and traumatic injuries. Um, I believe there are good communities where veteran patients would feel uncomfortable at many uh, private medical care facilities. And suggesting that perhaps our nation's veterans share the
3: sentiments of Washington. Republicans have been very defensive in response to the suggestion that they are seeking to fully privatize the VHA. Chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee, Phil Rowe, said recently that he thinks that's just a false narrative. He pointed out that the VA budget has doubled during his time in office. He also argues that unlike some more extreme conservative groups, like the Concerned Veterans for America, Republicans just want to temporarily prolong the choice program. From an October legislative hearing, Congressman Rowe continued to defend the choice program bill, saying,
1: To that end, I believe it's important to state yet again that this effort is in no way, shape, or form intended to create a pipeline to privatize the VA health care system.
3: Georgia Republican Senator Johnny Isaacson, chairman of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee, backed up this claim, saying, quote-unquote, There is no game plan on this committee to bleed any system dry. While the Republican side of the aisle tries to extend the choice program, They remain adamant that their desire to do so will not lead to privatization of the VA.
0: Democrats are still wary, though. Democratic Senator John Tester of Montana, a top Democrat on the Veterans Committee, emphasized that sending veterans into the private sector doesn't absolve the VA of the responsibility for the care and benefits that veterans receive. While Tester remains open to the idea of expanding the choice program to allow all vets to choose private care, he is still nervous about holding private doctors to the same standard that the VA does. His concerns lie in the fact that, as he puts it, you don't know if you could outsource responsibility.
3: In order to get an answer on this debate, we had the pleasure of getting in contact with Congressman Rowe, Chairman of the House VA Committee, to get his first-hand opinion on this debate. He is obviously well aware of the many issues that plague the VHA, including backlogs, budget issues, bureaucratic inefficiencies, poor management, and insufficient coverage. We asked Congressman Rowe what he thought the main issues with the VHA system were. He responded that, quote unquote, Congress has an opportunity to take a comprehensive look at the Veterans Health Administration, rethink how we provide care to our veterans and bring VA into the 21st century. In response to the challenges facing the VHA, I remain committed to ensuring veterans have choice in where they receive their care, close quote. He clearly has lofty goals. It'll be interesting to see how much of that gets done.
0: He certainly is ambitious, Jack. But given what we know about congress why should we believe this will happen having these goals doesn't mean much without acting on them so we asked him to elaborate on the house veterans affairs committee's goals for vha reform he told us that quote as a chairman of the house committee on veterans affairs and a veteran myself one of my highest priorities is ensuring that veterans receive the quality and timely care they deserve this congress we focused on expanding access to care at va and in the community taking a comprehensive look at vha's capital asset needs and instilling accountability at every level of the department," Close quote. He went on to mirror his comments in the October hearing in response to criticism that Republicans want to completely privatize the VHA, saying,
1: Supplemental care sourced from within the community has been a part of the VA healthcare system since the 1940s in services to expand VA's reach and strengthen and support the care that VA provides. Rhetoric aside, strengthening and support VA is what this consideration is about.
0: He continued in his response to us saying, quote, as we continue to explore options for improving VA's care in the community programs, our focus will be to preserve VA's role as a central coordinator of care for enrolled veteran patients, Close quote. This follows the previous comments by George- Congressman Roe and other Republicans, who point out that the choice program isn't intended to eliminate any part of the VHA, but rather is intended to be
1: supplemental. As he said in the October hearing, by bill would ensure that veterans aren't left out to dry.
4: Although Republicans would argue that the Choice Program is an obvious positive step in VHA reform, the other side of the aisle isn't so sure. So we want to know how Congressman Rowe thought the Choice Program has worked since 2014. He responded that, quote, though VA has been collaborating with community providers to treat veterans since 1945, the recent increase in the veteran demand for community care has highlighted serious issues and inefficiencies within the VA's community care system. That's why I've been working with ranking member Waltz and the entire Committee on Bipartisan Legislation to streamline VA's community care programs while also working to improve VA's internal capacity to care for veteran patients. He continues to insist that the Choice Program's purpose is to supplement the VHA, and believes that it has been successful in helping solve the coverage issues for the VHA. Despite his lofty ambitions, Congressman Roe
1: acknowledges the road to VHA reform won't be easy, saying, My bill remains a work in progress, and we still have work to do together.
4: How to make this bill work remains the $2 billion question. As we've seen here today, it's pretty clear that the government can't provide adequate health care for our veterans on their own. And it's becoming clearer that they can't decide how to solve the issues on their own either. The benefits of improving veterans' health stretch far beyond just the veterans' community. The externalities of improved health benefit the rest of us too, so we should all be concerned about this issue. At this point, it seems like increasing options for veterans is a potential light at the end of the tunnel, but can the political machines in Washington get us there before they crash and burn? I guess at this point we can only wait and see. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Congressman Roe and Kevin Varga for taking the time to contribute to our wonderful show. From all of us, thanks for listening Stay involved, stay listening, and stay classy, Colgate University.